Ladies and gentlemen, live from BB King's place in Memphis, Tennessee, right on Beale Street. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Ed and Bob Show number eighty-five. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night. Sing it, girls. Good morning. Good morning to you. I can't hear them. I can't either. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to say I'm blank. Good morning. Good morning to you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Ed and Bob Show. He's Ed, I'm Bob, we're live, uh, if you're with us, at B.B. King's in Memphis on Beale Street. We're kind of taking a, a tour of Tennessee, if you will, we thought we'd get all the way down here to Memphis. Last time it was in Nashville, and now we're in Memphis. So, Ed, how you doing, buddy? Think we'll ever get back home? No, heck no, we ain't never going back home, buddy. We're having too much fun, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, this is kind of fun getting across the state. There's a lot of great places across the state. Well, maybe if you would like for us to come to your place in the state, drop us an email. We'll maybe consider it. So, uh, absolutely. Anyway, tell uh, everybody what's coming up this next half hour. Ed. Well, coming up this half hour, we'll have some sponsors or topic of the day. Is there a deep state working against our president? What? Are the insiders fighting to get the outsider out? We've got mail. We have all kinds of questions. We've got all kinds of things. Plus, we'll talk about the end of the month awards, too. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. All right, well, let's get into some news, if you don't mind, Em. All right. You got some for us? Well, you know, out in Hollywood, they got the uh, star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, we used to go down there all the time and walk around. Yeah. You got one down there? No. Uh, but, uh, you know. They're down there. You know you cannot get a, a, a star on the walk fame unless you pay for it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, you have to pay for it. You do? You're kidding You have to pay for it, and you have to prove that you can draw a crowd. <laughs> Did you not know that? No. No, you have to apply to get a, a, a star on the walk of fame, and you have to pay for it. And I think the star costs $1,500 or something, and you uh, have to prove you can draw a crowd. Wow. So how do you prove that? I don't know. I guess they judge you. I don't know if they can draw 1,500 people, but let's pay for it. Anyway, what's the story? I got to know. Well, anyway, the Suburban, a Chevrolet Suburban, has been in at least one film every year since 1960. Okay. And it has got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Is it the same car? Or just the... the... Really? That's crazy. And it's been in how many movies? 60. You're kidding me. Well, that's kind of cool. I think so. Can he draw a crowd? (laughs) (laughs) I think I can pay for the star. (laughs) I'm sure they pay for the star. That's kind of crazy. It is. I didn't know a thing could get a star on the walk of fame. Evidently. Hey, money talks, huh? Yeah, it does, too. It sure does. I mean, not anybody can do a star, by the way. You have to have that some done. I mean, you and I can go over there. They, they, they wouldn't care if we had 15,000. They would laugh at us. They wouldn't let us? No, they wouldn't let us. We're not going to get We're not getting a star anywhere, Ed. I'm just letting you know. Well, here's some, here's some big news. The federal court in Canada has ruled that the self-titled Church of Atheism isn't a religion and can't be treated like one for tax purposes. Really? What do you think? Well, I never thought about that. It's kind of like the ops. 
opposite of Christianity, why can't it be a religion? Well, the Court of Appeal upheld the refusal and said that uh, the organization failed to demonstrate the necessary elements of elements of a belief system. And you know what their Ten Commandments are? Well, they, they actually have a Ten Commandments. Yeah, the Ten Commandments of Energy. Oh, <laughs> oh God. gosh, what a joke. So they, you think they were just trying to get a tax break? Yeah. That's kind of funny. Yeah. Oh, Lord. All right, we got to move on. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Uh, tell everybody um, what's coming up here in the next half hour, and then we're going to get into some questions. Also, we want to, well, let's tell them about the Ed and Bob Award. Oh, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. I forgot that because it's so different and new. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Coming up for you at the end of the year, uh, we are going to uh, kind of look back on 2019, and it's these awards are more of like um, like one of them is going to be I think like the most uh, influential great thing that happened around the, the world, and then one in the U.S. for uh, 2019. And then, of course, we're going to look at the woman and the man of the year for 2019. And, uh, excuse me, the bartender over there is getting a little wacko. Hey, watch out. We're, we're, doing, a, we're doing a show. Leave us alone. Hey. Give that goat a beer. They got a goat that drinks a beer. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. You just buy a bottle and the goat hold it up to its mouth and drinks a whole bottle of beer. Oh, my God. All right, back to our things. So, anyway, here we are. Uh, the Making a Difference event of the year for the world and the United States. Woman of the year in the United States and maybe in the state of Tennessee. Man of the year in the United States and Tennessee. And then we were thinking about maybe what our predictions will be for 2020, like what you think will be coming up in the in, in the new year. So you need to be thinking about that. All right. But what we want people to do that are listening to us is to send us things, events, nominations. This is about you all, not just about Ed and I, uh, even though it appears like it's always about Ed and I. But we would like to hear what you think, and we'd love to hear that, right? Okay. Well, you do. So, so that's coming up. We're going to do that uh, at the end of the year. Of course, uh, here we are. We're just two or three days away from Christmas. And, uh, you know, we're kind of getting into some Christmas stuff coming up. So after the, the, the next show coming up, we'll we'll talk about more things that are fun. And we've got the Ed and Bob Awards coming up as well. So where are we? Are we getting into questions? Yeah. All right, Ed's got a question for you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, this is something that I've heard in the news in the last few weeks. And I honestly, I don't. I don't want to sound stupid, but I honestly did not know did not know what it meant. What is that? Quid pro quo. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know. I think well, it's Latin. Yeah, and it means you do something and then I'll do something. It's like an exchange. Yeah, I'll uh, do something for you, and you, and, and yeah, you exactly. Well, why didn't they just say that? Because it's Latin, and this is what. I think, <laughs> actually, you know, if I'm not mistaken, I think it comes from Julius Caesar and stuff. Quid pro quo. Uh, you know, I'll do something for you if you do something for me. Okay. Which has been going on for a long time. Quid pro quo. It's in movies though, and everything. Right? I know it. It's just like in the newspapers, it's on TV, and all this stuff in Washington. It's all quid pro quo. 
Yes. Well, you know, but there's always been sayings like that that I've heard that I've never known what the heck they meant. And so eventually I just, like you just did, I say, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) Well, the good thing is now you have a phone that you can say it. Well, you can Google it. And that reminds me, coming up, and I saw our shows coming up in 2020 because there's a long outline that our producers put together, you know, on all of our writers and stuff. And one of them is about sayings that we hear all the time, but we really don't know what they mean. You know, like, um, things have gone to hell in a handbasket. I have no clue what that means. So, things went to hell in a handbasket. What's a handbasket? I don't know. Anyway, so anyway, we're going to have a show about that. So maybe quid pro quo could be in there. All right, I got a question for you, Ed. Okay. Do you buy Christmas gifts up until Christmas Eve? Or are you done weeks in advance? Oh, no, I'm not done weeks in advance. I, I would go up to Christmas Eve. I'll go up as long as Amazon will stay open. <laughs> but here's where I have the problem. When you try to when you try to place an order and they say, well, yeah. we'll deliver that on uh, January the 6th. No. No way. No, i got to have it for Christmas. <laughs> you know, I, there's a, here's my memory. When I was a kid, my dad worked seven days a week, okay? And I know your dad did, too. Um, dad would work, and we he would come home about 4 or 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve, and he would pick me up and my sister up, and we would go to the store. We'd go to West Town, and he would do all his shopping for Christmas. Wow. And in that two- or three-hour period, then we'd come home, and my sister would wrap everything. And then an hour later, they were being unwrapped by the people. (laughs) And it wasn't that he didn't care. He was just so busy, and he worked all the time. And he bought up to the last second. So I don't don't think it's bad or good. It's just I wonder if a lot of people are like that. Or, you know, I've gotten, I've tried to get with my wife and I, I told her one year, I said, I would like all gifts to be bought before Thanksgiving. <laughs> and we actually did it. Oh, come on. No, we bought every single gift before Thanksgiving. And that was the most enjoyable Christmas ever because there, were, there was nothing that we had to worry about between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We enjoyed it more, and, but it's so hard to do. It's so hard to do. But we did it. Now, my mom buys Christmas gifts. She's done by July. They're sitting on, I'll tell you. But I just, it, it's, it's an interesting concept. I don't know, but you buy it for the last second. All right. Well, if, I, if it's something I need, it's something I want. All right, Ed, tell everybody uh, what's coming up, and then you've got a sponsor. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about the deep state in Washington, D.C., and I am very interested in this. And also, we've got the mailbox and got a lot of good things coming up. But here's some folks that I really like a lot, and I think you do too. And if you use them, I know you do. But since 1972, Powell Auction and Realty Company, they've specialized in selling assets at public auction. And Powell is the industry leader in selling real estate, automobiles, equipment, firearms, and coins, and estates and antiques. Forty-six years of experience in organizing, marketing, and conducting successful auctions. That's a long time, brother. Mm. They've become a trusted expert in the industry. 
industry. And they are offered a full range of services, including auctions, traditional property listings, appraisals, PAL auction and realty has developed and tailored its experience in auctioning real estate and assets, and they do a great job at that. So if you are thinking about selling property, thinking about selling anything, check them out online and call them. Here, Here's the phone number, 865-938-3403, 865-938-3403. Check out their next auctions. You can go online, and you can check out their auctions that are coming up this month in the next few days or then right before Christmas. a good time to pick out some things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So um, online, what is it, powellauction.com? I think so. Yeah. Good people. Sounds like it. All right. All right. Thank you, Ed. And now let's get into our topic of the day. Now, you know, this is, a lot of people don't understand this, and I think you even had questions about it. Is there a deep state in Washington, D.C. that is working against the president? And, uh, and Ed had the question about this before, that many of you are going, what the heck is a deep state? Yeah. Deep state, I'm going to try to make this as clear as possible, is the institutional government that there is in Washington, D.C., or really in any government period, whether it be in your county or city or state or wherever. These are the people that are not elected. They're there working in the administration for 10, 15, 20 years. And as we all know in any business, like if you get a manager coming into a business, the people that have been there forever can kill you or they can keep you going, okay? I mean, they can make a huge difference in your life. And so this is the deep state. And so they say in Washington, D.C., there is a deep state of people that have been there forever that don't like an outsider being there because he's not working with them. Right. He's not cooperating with them. Not doing what they say. And he's working against them. So since you... We've talked about it. You kind of, uh, we've kind of explained this a little bit. What, what is your take? Is there a, a deep state that's working against uh, Trump Absolutely. in Washington D.C.? Absolutely. Well, that's what, and even in this uh, inquiry, uh, the the stuff all about the impeachment stuff. You know, they've got a whistleblower who is a person that is an institutional. A part of the administration in Washington, D.C., where you even had, during the election, a couple of CIA people that were emailing back and forth uh, saying they were there was no way Trump was going to be elected. And they were coming up with ways to stop him. Exactly. So how, how does any elected official battle a deep state, though? Well... You know, you remember what Nixon did. Nixon uh, had the plumbers, that's what he called them. The plumbers were the guys that had to stop the leaks that were going to the press, and Nixon called them the plumbers. Well, then that got a bad connotation later on, at the plumbers. And then uh, Reagan, had a, he had a hard time fighting the deep state, with the, and then got called the, uh, what is it, Contra... Um, you know, even Reagan had to battle this deep state. Uh, 
cost to fighting Contra? Yeah, I'll find it here in a minute. But, it, you know, so is it fair, uh, Iran-Contra affair, that's what it was. Reagan administration, uh, they were frustrated at the inability to fund Nicaraguan rebels, so they worked around the deep state, and uh, that produced the Iran-Contra affair. Uh, so Nixon had a problem with it. It seems like a, all Republican people have problems with it, which even as I read this, it seemed like most of the built-in institutional people in Washington, D.C., a lot of them are Democrats. Yeah, absolutely. Just like in the press. So when a Republican comes into office, he's got to fight the deep state more than an Obama would or somebody else. So I don't know what you can do about that. Well, it doesn't mean there's a conspiracy necessarily, but instead it just shows that the American government is so big, so large, yeah. and a lot of these appointees, loyal to President Trump, that's just the top of, of just the top of the skim, the top of it, because it, it's a permanent bureaucracy there that's there forever. The lower level people below your appointees and still run an administration exactly. exactly. I guess that's what you're trying to yeah, say. Right. And because there's far more of them than a few appointees. Mm-hmm. I mean, a cabinet, just because you appointed an, all of you cabinet, doesn't mean the people are needed. even even a, a cabinet appointee doesn't control all his people. No, they may battle him all the way. Absolutely, and they probably do. And that's why nothing ever happens in Washington. Bingo. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. People, a lot of people, when you hear about talk about a deep state, they say, "Oh, there's nothing like that. It's real. It is real." Even the New York Times recently, as liberal as they are, came out and said the, the talk about Trump saying there was a deep state in Washington, they said it is alive and well. Uh, and it's a fact of life. So... I really don't know how you you, you you battle it because if you think about it, a president has four years, maybe eight years, most of them eight years. Sixteen years wouldn't be enough to change the people that are institutional. No, and these people, you can't go in and fire them. No, they're civil service. Exactly. You can't fire them. It's just like you and I talked about a long time ago. Even in your city and local governments, there's going to be people you're never going to get rid of. No. There's nothing you're going to do about it. They're going to be there, and they know they're going to be there. They know they're going to outlast you, and they're going to do everything to fight you, but they'll keep coming up to you and say, boy, Ed Bradley, I love you, buddy. You're my old buddy. You're doing a great love job. You. You're oh, Man, I'm so glad you're in there. Yeah. And then you, the moment you walk away, I'm, I hate that son. I want to get rid of his body. I'm going to sabotage him. I'm going to make him look bad. Well, I, I don't know how you change this. I don't know how, what you do. I don't know how it's ever going to change. The government, well, you said it a minute ago. The government's so big. It's just so big. It's too big. Yeah, yeah it is. You're right. Um, it makes me think about Jimmy Carter. You know, when Jimmy Carter was president, there was no uh, Department of Energy. And he hired one person to be head of it, Secretary of Department of Energy, and then they hired a secretary.
secretary. Well, now there are like 5,000 people that work in the Department of Energy. And look at Homeland Security. It's just the same thing. So the government is growing anyway. It's not getting smaller. Is there any way we're ever going to shrink the government so there isn't such a bureaucracy that you have to fight? I don't see it. I don't see it. Not not under the way it's set up now. I don't see it at all. And you know, if you're if you're loyal to your job and to what you're doing, you, it's kind of like the military to me. If you're working in government, then you're working for the government and for the people. And and it's not your purpose to go in and undermine the people who are in office or your supervisor and things like that. But but it's in all levels of government. Yeah, and, and I'm not. Saying it's everybody. I mean, goodness, we hope there's majority of the people just want the government to do well. But you do have people that well, it's everywhere. It's in businesses. It's everywhere. There's always people that try to exactly. sabotage you. Exactly. Well, I don't know. Especially in business. I don't want to do. So I guess the smaller your your core is, the better off you are. So all right, all right, we got to move along. Ed, that is our topic of the day. Take that, and we can probably talk about that four days. But uh, if you'll tell everybody what's coming up, then I've got a sponsor. Okay, coming up, we're going to get into the mailbox and. Uh, talk about some complaints and things and It'll be fun. All right, Ed, uh, athletes need a full night's sleep to ensure their bodies always recover. If you work and play like an athlete, like me and Ed, you need a solid night's sleep, too. Time to lay down and check out the latest M. Lilly mattresses. M. Lilly foam and hybrid mattresses are the most comfortable mattresses you will ever lay on. Find out why their customers are raving about these beds, and they'll even ship it to your door. MLillyUSA.com is where you can find a retailer near you, or you can go to their national headquarters showroom there on Kingston Pike and Farragut next to the Fresh Market. M. Lilly. M. Lilly will improve your life. All right, Ed, time for you to open up the mailbox, buddy. All right, here we go. Here's Wes from Corrington. Do you think we will ever have free internet coast to coast, Mr. Thomas? Well, not if the if your Sprints and your AT and T's and your Verizons and all those people have anything to do with it. You ever looked at this stuff? You ever thought about it? Here's the thing. Yeah, uh, if we had free internet coast to coast, yeah, it would almost be like a revolution. We would have more business. You'd have a, you'd have an incredible boost in uh, enterprise. Uh, it, it would it would just be a firestorm of uh, uh, produ- productivity. However, wide open. However, the FCC still allows people like Verizon, AT and T, uh, Sprint, and other people to throttle the internet and sell it to you. Yeah. If it was free, see now Google, you've heard of Google. Google wants it to be free wall to wall. Right. Because they know that uh, it would be great for business. But the FCC and the government will decide who can sell it to you. And right now they're saying these people like ATT and Verizon and so forth can sell it to you for a price. You know, what's your take on this? What's your? Well, I, I agree. I, I I think it's it's just you know. It, it, 
it's not a free marketplace. No. And and unless it's a free marketplace, it's not a, it's not good for the people. But but the fact that they're selling it to you, and they are. I mean, obviously, every time you see an ad for bundling and putting all that together, that's what it is. You know, here's something. Okay, the average U.S. customer pays forty seven dollars a month mm. to be on the internet. Mm. Isn't that crazy? It is. Okay, and you get speed of 35.2 megabytes, which I really don't know a whole lot what that means. Okay, that's the United States, all right? Right. $47 a month, and you get internet at 35 megabytes. Right. In Romania, in Romania, the average speed on their internet is 71 megabytes and they pay a little bit less than the United States customers pay. Romania. Romania. Um, In Singapore their speed is 100 and their average speed is 119 megabytes. Ladies and gentlemen let's back up in America 35 megabytes. Singapore 119 paying exactly what we're paying here in America. Oh, and and I was wrong in Romania. Romania, they're only paying $11 a month. We're paying $47 a month on average. Romania, they're paying $11 a month. They get 71 megabytes. We're getting half of that. Romania. Did I say Romania? You said Romania. That's what I thought I said. Anyway, if, if you don't think it's out of whack... If somebody's not making a lot of money for nothing, you know what it reminds me of, Ed? AT&T, you remember when they controlled everything? Yeah. You remember you couldn't call down to Athens, Tennessee without paying long distance. Because yeah. they're made Maryland. No. From Knoxville to Maryland. They had to make money. Now, I can call California. It's, there's no long distance charges. So, and, and here's the thing they know, people. I know we've been talking a long time about this already. If there's free internet, there is no long distance period because phone calls can be made over the internet, and that's that's the bottom line. One hundred seventy-eight billion dollar wireless industry. Is that what it is? One hundred seventy-eight billion. Yeah, not million. Billion. Billion. Wow. All right, open up another something in the mail, Ed. All right, here's Yvonne from Ten Mill. What are the top three sources of our electricity? You know, I was actually surprised by this. Yeah? Um, I would have thought coal was the number one source of energy in the United States. Um, Although I know coal can be made into natural gas and stuff, but here's the way it, it comes out. Natural gas is the number one, it provides 35% of all energy in the United States. Were you, did you, were you aware of that? No, I'm not. I thought Didn't you think it was coal, too? Mm-hmm. I really thought it was. Coal is 27%. What's number three? And what did you think number three is? I would think number three would be dams. No, 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 nuclear. Nuclear. I actually thought nuclear would be higher. I thought it'd be number two or something. Maybe number one in Japan. Yeah. 
So you got natural gas, 35%, coal, 27%, nuclear, or what did George Bush always say? Nuclear. 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 (laughs) 19%. And then the rest, uh, 17%, is uh, wind, solar, uh, water, geothermal, stuff like that. But 35% of the U.S. electricity comes from natural gas. gas. Well, it doesn't around here. It comes from coal. Yeah, but they're that. closing down these coal-fired plants. Well, do, do the dams around here, the Tennessee Valley Authority, doesn't most of that energy actually go someplace else? They sell it to other places? It does, and a lot of that energy is used just keeping the things moving. So it, it uh, yeah, you're right. Wow. Okay, so Yvonne, there's your answer. There you go. All right, all right. Uh, let's see here, Ed, where we got to go. You're going to tell everybody what is um, coming up. Yep. And there you go. This is the Ed and Bob Show, and coming up we have some interesting things on our next show. Yeah, what is our next show going to be about? Memories of Christmas. Yeah, you know, we're getting to that time of year. Uh, Christmas is coming up. Here we are, you know, right now, just a few days before Christmas. And uh, so after Christmas, if we sit back and you can gather around the fireplace and listen to the Ed and Bob Show, it'll be it'll be good stuff. I know you have great memories. Of we do. Yeah. All right, we're going to get into complaints as we're live here at... Uh, in Memphis at B.B. King. Look at that guitar on the wall. On Beale Street. That's why it's so noisy in here today. What about that, what about that goat that drinks beer? That, can't, that cannot be legal. How much beer can he drink? All right, Ed, you got a complaint. What are you complaining about? I'm complaining about... I'm complaining about texting. Texting? Texting is ruining personal relationships. You know, tech, if you text someone something... Yeah. It's impossible for them to get the, the feel of what you're trying to tell them. Oh, I, yeah, oh, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Have you ever texted somebody, usually it's your spouse, and they said, why are you talking like that? Exactly. And you're like, what exactly. are you talking about? I'm just saying. Yeah. And they said, but they take it as you were putting a different inflection exactly. on Exactly. Oh, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. And text seemed like a, and, and now people text for everything. It's taken the whole thing about daily communication to a different level. But there are examples to a way to avoid conflict, making lying easier, to dodging in-person confrontation. Have you heard about people that break up with people using text? <laughs> Sorry, honey, it's over. It's over. I don't like you anymore. Conversation to words or photos on a screen. Well, we've got a whole generation of people that have no idea how to talk to people. No, I know. Well, texting, I think, is lazy. So it's it's that's just my opinion. Have you ever had to have conversations that you didn't want to have? Yes. Everybody has. Well, our generation. But I think this younger generation avoids those by using a text or an email. That's true. And I think that's it's a I think it's gonna be something that down the road will will make it difficult for them. I think it's a cop out. No question. Yeah. No question. You know, if you listen, if you can't handle conversations on the rough times uh, and the only time you can talk to people is if it's good conversations. That's not life. Mm-hmm. Life, there's hey, reality. Mm-hmm. Everything ain't always good. No. 
All right, I got a complaint for you, Ed. This is one that bugs the crap out of me. People that staple business signs on telephone poles, like about 10 feet up, they must come along with a ladder and put them up in the middle of the night because you can't rip them down. Right outside where we live. Yeah on the road that comes out. When it comes out, there's a telephone pole across the street. And I tell you, there must be 30 signs on that pole. How high are up? Well, they pole. go way up there. Well, that's, how do they do that? When do they do it? In they middle start of the night? bottom and just keep on going. I think they do. Well, you think that's illegal. They used well, to, it should be. It used to be. They used to the phone company or somebody would rip them off. Yeah. But see, nobody comes along and tears them down. They'll say like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll empty your gutters. Yeah. Or we'll, we'll, uh, Hand we'll power wash your walk, and it's, it's 10 feet up in the air. And anyway, it bugs me, and it should be against the law, and it's tacky, and quit doing it. <laughs> yeah, right. And if I had a ladder in the back of a truck that I owned, I would come around and just rip all those things up. <laughs> I look at one every single morning, and I'm sick Same of looking time. at it. Same place. So that's, that's my problem. All right, tell everybody how they can listen to us, Ed. All right, go to the Ed and Bob webpage, Ed and Bob Show, is available at edandbob.com, or download the Apple Podcast app or the TuneIn app, search Ed and Bob, and be sure to subscribe. On Alexa, in your Alexa skill settings, enable TuneIn, then tell Alexa to go to TuneIn. She'll ask you, what do you want to hear? Tell her exactly this, Ed and Bob Show. That's it. And if you want to comment, go to uh, edandbob.com's comment section. You can email us. We love that. Ed and Bob at Yahoo. Dot com, uh, Twitter at Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and on Facebook, we're there, facebook.com slash Ed and Bob. Don't forget the Ed and Bob 2019 Awards. We're going to award is Making a Difference event of the year in the world in the United States, Woman of the Year, Man of the Year of the U.S. and Tennessee, and Ed's going to give us his prediction of what's coming up in 2020 for you. You and I will as well. Ed, anything you want to apologize for, correct, or no, I just want anything? everybody to send us some memories of their Christmases. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're going to talk will. about that. Yeah, we will. That's coming up on the next show, right? You got a shout out? We do. We're going to talk about uh, M. Lily Mattress. They listen all the time now, and we appreciate that. M. Lily, their national headquarters right here in Knoxville, and Stephen and Daryl and the people down there, they listen to us, and we sure do appreciate it. I so, love that. Pillow. All right, Ed. It's uh, I won't talk to you again till it's Christmas after Christmas. So have oh. Merry Christmas, brother. I love you. Merry Christmas, buddy. All right, man. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next time live from uh, Memphis, <laughs> Tennessee, on Bill Street and BB Kings. It's Ed and Bob signing off. See you, buddy. See ya. How lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning. I go to sleep and keep grinning. If this is just the beginning, my life is gonna be beautiful. I've sunshine enough to spread 
It's just like the fella said Tell me quick Ain't love a kick In the head Like the fella once